smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Friday, May 15th. Uh, Cliff and I are here today with a special guest who's been on before, but also I think nowadays with the country verging even closer towards civil war, he's even more relevant, Jared Yates Sexton, <laughs> who uh, we'll introduce in a second. What a positive intro. What a positive intro. Civil war, we, we really enjoy talking to Jared. Glad to be here, everybody. Glad to when be I here. When I think of things falling apart, I think of Jared. When I think of um, civil war, confederate, oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Do you ever regret the fact your name is Jared nowadays? Oh, it's not great. Jared's well, are not. Jared's are not having a the good subway uh, days. Well, that's what I mean. First, you had that bullshit. Then you had the. Don't you have the Diamond Company too? Oh yeah, I've got a bunch it's of things. Wow, you're Jared's, truly Jared's. It's like that guy who's the political uh, commentator who's on Twitter, whose name is oh. Michael Cohen. And after my, <laughs> yes, it's like suddenly your name. It's like having the name of a serial killer that's suddenly taken from you. Or Matt Kurtz. Like, at, yeah, Matt, well, that's not the same, but it's close. He's, do you know Matt Gertz is, Jared? He's, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's, had to, he's had to bear that pretty, pretty hard. The Matt Gertz Gertz. thing, everybody like starts it's, screaming yeah. at him, like, I hate you, you right wing. And he's like, I'm not him. I told him he should write a book. He thinks it's too inside baseball. I think people would find it funny if he wrote a book with just all of the, the, the abusive things sent his yeah, way yeah. by people who thought he was Matt Gertz. But, yeah, any case. Um, so, okay, but and, 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 as we are part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, at least for advertising purposes, we are, we are still, we are still our own independent voice of freedom. Um, we've got some ads this episode, of course, and we're going to start off with Cliff talking a little bit quickly about uh, Bill Press's new podcast. Well, yes, I think I should probably do that, shouldn't I, John? I think you shall. All right. Um, well, folks, you probably know Bill Press. He's been a longtime commentator, CNN, Crossfire, I think MSNBC for a while, and he had his radio show in the morning for a while. So we know you're here. You like listening to podcasts. I think you're listening to us. Um, but uh, the problem is there's over a million out there to choose from, as you probably know. They're everywhere. Hell, Jared on today has a podcast. But if you want the very best, not that Jared isn't. He's the very best, too. Hopefully we are. Um, but if you're progressive and you really want one of the best podcasts out there, you can't do better than the Bill Press pod, which our old friend Bill Press is now doing. Um, that's right. Bill's still going. He's fighting all the good progressive causes, telling the truth about the worst president in our nation's history. And that's really being generous to him. Um, and he's bringing his podcast uh, up to twice a week now. So every Tuesday, Bill interviews leading progressives. This uh, Recently, he had on Tim Ryan. Um, he talks about hazard pay for nurses and doctors, paramedics, other heroes out there on the front lines, um, and people that are just putting their lives at risk every day from supermar supermarket workers to firefighters. Um, every Friday, on top of the Tuesday show, after the Tuesday show, he puts together three of the top Washington reporters. Maybe he'll have Jared on at some point. Uh, to look back at the big stories of the week and expose the latest lies of one Donald J. Trump. Uh, as a progressive, the Bill Press Pod is... What all you need to stay informed, maybe unprecedented too, but yes, all you need to stay informed. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not the only podcast you need to stay informed. Exactly. And whatever the name of Jared's is, which we'll get to. <laughs> um, but you definitely need Bill Press's <laughs> podcast if you want to stay informed you, and, and outraged and engaged. <laughs> That's, I like that. Nice. Uh, join me in subscribing to Bill's new podcast. You go to wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Bill Press pod. Click on subscribe and tell your friends to do the same. So there you go, folks. Bill Press. Everywhere, everywhere podcasts are available. I was going to say, when you said Trump was the worst president in American history, I was kind of thinking, but he's been the best president in Russian history. Oh, well played. It's kind of like there's a gulf. There's like, there's, there's the, those hmm. the top 10, the, the sort of Mount Rushmore type uh, presidents. And there's most of them in the middle. 
Then there's like a six, a bottom six of like really shitty presidents. Who are the other really shitty? And then we'll Andrew her. Johnson, George George W. Bush, and then you have to go down like fifty levels. In between, there's like rabid raccoons. You know what I mean? Like meteors making contact with the Earth. And things like that. And then you get to Donald Trump's. I, I have to say that Andrew Johnson is in the basement of that. And somehow or another, Donald Trump is still below that. Right. I mean, Andrew Johnson was horrendous. And yet still, I think Donald Trump at this point, you know, I mean, if you're George W. Bush, you got to be psyched because you're really at this point only the maybe the fourth worst president. Oh, he is being rehabilitated in the most disgusting yeah. way right now. I agree. Uh, yeah, and I don't rehabilitate him at all. On a curve. I'm honest, compared to Trump. He yeah. was a lot better, right? Reading I mean, on a curve. He, he wasn't terrible. It doesn't mean he isn't terrible. He you was know? a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad president. Hey, and yeah. Here's an idea. Let's tell people who Jared is first. Oh, that's right. We're talking to Jared, <laughs> and we have an interest. And as we said before the podcast, the name Jared is dangerous these days. Hey, I just wanted to go off on Andrew Johnson and George W. Bush. Yeah, well, that's that's there. catnip. I just, I but just, I, 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 I got too excited. I got too excited. I just don't want people going. Who's this Get Buchanan in there too, if you will. Exactly. Baby Buchanan. Oh, uh, yes, the whole Buchanan. Too, the whole Buchanan gang. Anybody with a name Buchanan really fits in there pretty well. They're not related to Buchanan. I don't think so, but good. Yeah. But it could be. They so, might as well be. Jared, Jared J. Sexton, writer, political analyst, uh, also author of a lot of books, including his new book, American Rule, How a Nation Conquered the World But Failed Its People. Uh, Jared, among other expertises, is, um, I would say he's an expert in faux populism. Which, which includes a lot of things. It includes sort of white male anger or just a lot of different sort of topics popping in there. And you mentioned you also have a podcast. What is it and how do folks find it? That's right. The Muckrake Podcast, you can find it wherever fine podcasts are sold. Okay. <laughs> is your podcast free or is it subscriber like Patreon? Uh, it's free. We're not, we're not even asking for people to send money. Just, just, just listen. Just tell people. And when oh, you okay. say we, who, who, who do you do that with? So I do this with a guy named Nick Houseman, who, um, for people who don't know Nick Houseman, is one of the most like influential NBA analysts in the country. NBA? Uh, he is, yeah. Basketball? He, yeah. He is like the go-to guy for like breaking down game film and all this stuff. Oh he's my like, God, that's so cool. He's Seriously. world-renowned, but he is so obsessed with politics and it's he he has this incredible instinct on it like the way that he's able to sort of like put together everything from pop pop culture references to sort of like these threads of things that he's read i mean he, he has some of the best political instincts i've i've ever seen and what's interesting he could that, that maybe you guys have mentioned and i keep seeing more and more people talking about this which is when we look back at all this the big the differentiator is going to be when the NBA canceled the season, when a couple of their guys got this. Because literally, until then, all these other folks with the NCAA, whatever, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have March Madness. No, screw this. There are now people who've, who've done a study, and damn it if I, I don't have it in front of me, that we may we might have had more, more like an additional – 120,000 deaths at this point if we had waited a week longer. And we know that it wouldn't have come from Trump it may, I mean, obviously, just the opposite, that the fact that the NBA did it is when boom, 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 everyone else started shutting down. So they may be remembered as heroes from all of this, honestly, like the good guys. Just worth mentioning. Um, I will not be listening to your podcast to hear basketball analysis. Just, you know, Cliff's excited. I'm not. Well, I'm, there's there's no basketball, basketball analysis. No, it's who he is. It just happens All to right. be like part of his vocation All right. now. All right. Wow. Uh, how do you spell his last name? 
H A U S E L M A N. Hauselman. Hauselman. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. But nobody can spell that right. On that Twitter thing. Okay. So, cool. okay. So various topics we, we were thinking about talking about today, we're going to name them, but as usual, doesn't mean we're talking about all of them. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about the bullshit Obamagate thing, but also why Trump's bringing it up related topics that Cliff wanted to get into, which I agree. Um, the whole airline and mask issue, which has been really pissing me off. The airlines are basically not enforcing their mask policy, but they're lying and saying they are. Um, then obviously we want to talk about elections, polling, things like that. Cliff will walk us through some of that. Um, and we may even get into a discussion because since it is some of Jared's expertise, um, you know, some of the, the open reopen the country crazies that are getting crazier and crazier. And I think that, especially with, with your expertise in some of this, what is, you know, what is provoking some of the, the fake populist crap, the people showing up with, uh, the guns, although I was yeah. glad to hear that Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, has recently come out and said anybody brandishing a weapon yeah. um, at a, at the state house right now is going to be arrested, which well, is what we can even start with that. Well, I, I, I just want to throw this out. I just want to throw this out there about, yeah. and, and again, I don't like to call it the reopen protest movement because it is a complete astroturfed right-wing billionaire project. I mean, it's the Tea Party redone completely, oh. only it's going to cost lives. And this is a situation, and and I, you know, I was I was working on the book Late American Party. Rule. Yeah, I was working on this, and there there's this long history, and I, I don't need to tell you all, and the listeners probably know it as well. There's a long history of these fringe lunatics desiring a showdown with government, and they want an apocalyptic showdown. I'm talking about things like Ruby Ridge to Waco, and and we have all these people that want it. And and when you look at these things, it is, first of all, an affront to open society. I mean, they are literally going in and intimidating legislatures. They had to cancel, I believe, it, it, the, the session today. And they go in, they intimidate it. Obviously, that's an affront to open society. But they're also hoping to have a confrontation, right? They're hoping for a spark. And a lot of these people, and it's not being reported uh, as widely as it should, are part of militias that are looking to start a second civil war, a racial war, and install fascist dictatorships. I mean, these are people who are opportunists who have been looking for a moment, and, and they found it. And, and quite frankly, Fox News and everybody else who's giving any of this any oxygen or you know fueling it at all, they, right. they, they need to be held accountable for that. That's what they're doing. Is Jared touching, I'll say quickly, on all of my, of all of my touch points right now, John? Oh, my God. I mean, if, if he is, I keep, hope you apologize. Keep going, John. Keep going, Jared. Uh, I spent half this podcast talking about the responsibility of Fox News and that they never pay the price that they should. Well, I mean, you know, I, I was doing research on like the lead up to the Oklahoma City bombing. And one of the things that happens, this is like one of the parts of lost history of America is, you know, in, in the wake of like Ruby Ridge and Waco, you start having the burgeoning patriot movement or whatever you want to call it. And there's all kinds of grifters, including Alex Jones, which is where he like cut his teeth and got like his main major, major start was after Waco. And oh. so you have these grifters out there and all of a sudden the NRA and the GOP are both. I was waiting until you got to the NRA because I've written about this. Yeah. Oh, the, the, this is the yeah, moment where thugs. jackbooted thugs 
thugs. They start calling, you know, the the tr- um, Trump presidency, my God, the Clinton presidency, you know, a Nazi regime. And they all start leaning into this new world order garbage. And, you know, they, they start realizing it's great for fundraising. It's great for turning people out. And, and they actively courted paranoid white supremacists in order to get money and political power. But the problem is, like Cliff was just talking about, there are consequences to this. Like if you play with fire for long enough, you get burnt. And eventually you have things like the Oklahoma City bombing. And right, right. now with like Republicans and, and all these paranoid people in America being told that the government is tyrannical and infringing on the rights and that this is a pandemic or a conspiracy, yep. there's going to be bloodshed. It's just going to happen. And there already people... has been. It just there's going to be mass. Like exactly. Which, which legislature just had to shut down? Was it Minnesota, Cliff, or Michigan? Michigan. Michigan. Just That's what they said shut- they would arrest people. But I'm talking about, I think it was, was it Minnesota or Wisconsin, one of these places in a store. Uh, it was like a dollar store, Dollar Tree, whatever. Oh, yeah. And somebody walks in, a oh, woman yeah. walks in without a mask on. Their policies, you have to wear a mask. The guard standing there says to her, you must leave because you don't have a mask. She spits on him, comes back with her dad who has a gun and shoots him dead. Shoots him. I, yeah. I've seen that a half of it. So they have already have blood on their hands. But what Jared's saying, and he couldn't be more right, this is no different than like, government you have having a government so we've got a party like in you know in saudi arabia i would say and the military wing and it's a wink wink nod nod thing oh yeah we don't support al-qaeda except for when we do or the irish republican army you know based on on you know and and they've got Sinn fine the party right there's no different like the 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 far reaches the republican party which i've talked you know i've written about the nra was always a leading uh, agitator on this front, pushing on the jackbooted thugs. They're going to kick your door in. G. Gordon Liddy was telling people the best way to deal with an ATF agent was to shoot them between the eyes. How that wasn't considered terroristic threats, I don't know. Well, and, and in and, Oklahoma City, and then you have Wayne Lapierre, and you know, unfortunately for the book, I had to do a lot of uh, reading over Lapierre's writings and fundraising appeals. And what what you end up seeing is a lot of the stuff that the Republican Party and certainly Donald Trump are doing now. Like it's not it's it's not an accident that Trump is pushing QAnon garbage, right? Like this is a this is a strategy. Fox News is leaning into all of that. And at the time, Wayne LaPierre was always referring to the final war. Right. And the GOP were always bringing up the New World Order and sort of talking about the idea that Democrats were traitors. I mean, sounds familiar, right? This thing is a cycle and it always ends up being like this fire that they keep growing and growing and growing until it gets out of the control. And we've seen it, right? The Tea Party took over the Republican Party because they created this monster and then it consumed itself and it just keeps getting pushed further and further. And th- there's just no way that this ends well. It just never, ever ends well. Right. So and, and, and an important I, thing, I, I'll just say, I know you, we okay. need to do an ad, but one important addendum to this, and because this is incredibly important, is there was the, the, the sewers of, of far right uh, radio pushing this in the 90s. And, you know, there, there were also obviously, uh, I mean, we didn't really have the Internet yet. There are pamphleteers and that kind of thing. But you didn't have all the Internet sites. You certainly didn't yep. have Fox News yet and Fox News. Uh, you know, across cable pushing this kind of crap. And you didn't have a president doing it because a very important turning point there in in certain way, not a turning point, but important point is that George H.W. Bush very publicly resigned from the NRA because of their language uh, about jackbooted thugs. In other words, whatever, I'm not saying George H.W. Bush, Bush was the greatest guy in the world, although for a Republican president, he kind of was. Point being is that they used to condemn this kind of thing. At least some mainstream figures would stand up to it and now none do. Go ahead, okay. John. I'm jumping in only because we've got to squeeze in a number of ads in the first half hour. Um, the uh, 
real quick, was, was going to talk again about the Clean Phone Pro, just real quick for folks. This is a device that I know some of you have already bought because you told us about it, but basically it's a device for cleaning your cell phone. Um, what folks may not realize is cell phones end up being one of the grossest vectors for transmitting viruses and bacteria and everything else. If you think about it, right, you're holding it in your hand all day. I've even caught myself washing my hands at the sink. <laughs> and then I pick up my cell phone again and put it in my pocket. Or, and I realize like I used my cell phone while I was out walking the dog and touching everything, put it in my pocket. And then I don't even think my cell phone is gross. And I think I've cleaned up, you know, that I can now touch things in the house and I grab the cell phone, which hasn't been cleaned. So you can certainly do it with wipes and things like that. But uh, technology that people are really getting into lately is using UV light. Uh, the product we've been pushing lately has been the Clean Phone Pro. Uh, it's a sanitizer using medically proven UV light technology. Oh, see, it's got Cliff. It's got Cliff Oliver Klempt. Um, it's a medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with it. Uh, better than wipes, it has nine high-power UVC lights, which I was reading is the wavelength that actually is good for killing viruses. Uh, there's also a dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. So you can actually use the chamber to clean other things. I don't know, your keys or whatever. It's just, it's using light, but in a good way, not in a Donald Trump way, to clean your stuff. And you can have your phone sitting on top and charging that way. So, so you're saying not a Donald Trump way. It's, you're not going to put the light inside of your body through one of no, your Orfi. For most people, the Clean Phone Pro will not fit inside your body. Donald Trump, it's a debate. Um, <laughs> so go to the Clean Phone Pro. And of course, Trump would probably try it after he ended up looking at the eclipse. He'd then go, hey, could I put this in my hand? I won't say that. Um, so go to thecleanphone.com today. And for $89 in free shipping, use the code SEXYLIBERAL, one word, SEXYLIBERAL, just to be safe. If you use that code, for sure you'll get the $89 purchase price and the two-day free shipping. Sometimes they have specials and they may have it already, but just use the code to be safe. Also, we get credit for it just as they'll know that advertising worked. So it's good for that purpose, folks. So if you're serious about hygiene, check out thecleanphone.com. Make sure you use Sexy Liberal for the uh, the little ad code you put in there. And uh, anyway, go Even check if you're out. not serious about hygiene, if you're just serious about health, how about health in general? Yeah, thecleanphone.com, and we are back. Okay, we were starting to get into uh, scary – what was it? What, we were well, we're talking the, about the militia the crazies. Yeah. And I, I, let's let Jared jump back in. Well, you know what? Wait, let me make one point, by the way, because you guys mentioned this, but you were assuming our readers knew what we were talking about. Michigan closed the legislature for the time being because of so many threats of the gun people showing up with their guns. For these open and, the country, so they literally had to close no. down the state legislature because of of violence threats by these people. That they don't. The, they don't have an infrastructure to that deal is with the right. definition of terrorism. And, and this is right. Yes. And this is what I've been talking about. And I'll throw it to Jared quickly. But hmm. in a lot of the stuff that I've done on guns and the NRA and these types of militias, pieces I've written, which is, you know, to me, I would think at this point a new sort of legal avenue for a lot of lawyers uh, who are want seen policy in this country and legislators for that matter is this, the so-called second amendment. I say it that way because there is a second amendment, but it's not what these people claim anything close to what they claim it is. Their extremism on that literally stops us from exercising our first amendment. When, when, when you can't debate openly, when you can't assemble openly, yeah. you can't have open discussion, you can't have open prayer in a church because somebody may come. I mean, literally in every way that we're protected in our First Amendment, these guys showing up with assault weapons in their hands shuts it down. And Yeah, I, yeah and, and, and let's talk about what it is. It's an assault on open society. 
which is absolutely essential for anything approaching a liberal democracy. And this is a situation, and and I I get a little tired of this because I I know these people. I grew up with these people. I've seen these people. I I know who they are. I've done the research on them. You know, we, we can sit here and we can make fun of them as being, you know, losers or gun nuts or, you know, posers or whatever. But they are literally not just encroaching on liberal democracy and intimidating legislatures, but Doing it out in public also sends a message that lawlessness is uh, okay, right? The, the more that they can do this with impunity, the more that it shows that the fabric of society is starting to break down. I mean, throughout history, you can look at every authoritarian state, and one of the canaries in the coal mine is whether or not paramilitary groups are operating and calling into question the legitimacy of government and democracy. So that's one problem. But there's also the other part, which is, again, they are explicitly, and this goes back to Timothy Mc Vey and all of these white terrorists that we just, because we're afraid to talk about white supremacy in this country, we're afraid to actually draw the lines between them. We have a white terrorism problem in this country, and we always have. And this is a situation where these people have been working, just like McVeigh was, against you know the quote unquote New World Order and the NRA GOP paranoid you know invisible yeah. war they've created. These people literally think that they're soldiers in a war, and they are actively trying to promote a situation where they can bring about a white ethno state. That's not something to laugh at. That's not something to just dismiss as like a weird little blip in the news. Like this is, again, it's a canary in the coal mine situation. And I, and I think people need to really take a look at it as opposed to just sort of write it off as a bunch of crazies. Well, and, and you know, we, we know this stuff from from work that's been done by I mean, remember when the Department of Homeland Security had a report on the danger of these guys and the right shut it down yeah. when it was under Janet Napolitano, under Barack, Obama, Barack Obama's presidency, I think around 2009, 10. It was early in. It was early you, in. Yep. You know, because they because we had returning veterans and they tried to turn it into you hate veterans, which, is, of course, now in the days of Donald Trump, you know, forcing Navy sailors to stay on a ship that's infected and insulting yeah. John McCain and Gold Star parents is laughable on its own in a million different ways. But when they tried to turn to that instead of us just saying we're not saying it's all veterans we're simply pointing out that there are veterans and if they join these groups they've got the skills to pull these things out. and by the way it's not that it's not just that that, that's the thing right there are gun nuts and there are posers and losers involved in all of this but the people at the heart of it i mean we we've seen it time and time again we've seen cells inside of america that have been actively plotting assassinations and overthrows they've had bombs they are they are very very organized and they are very well trained and and the What's worse, and we've talked about this a little bit in the past in our past conversations, there's this masculine cult in America. And so we have a lot of people, and I'm sure you need to wear a stinking mask. (laughs) Why would I need to? I will control your womanly body. You are not allowed to do anything, including decide when you will give birth without me. However, when you make me wear a mask, you're taking my freedom. That's too much. And then you have. They're also. I'm sorry, but I'm going to put a finer point. The argument a lot of these guys are making is they don't want to wear a mask because it's gay. Yeah, no, that's 100% right. It's insane. Yeah, and, it literally and, is a masculinity argument. It yeah. totally is. And and I'm I'm sure you all have seen it, and I'm sure the people listening have seen it too. There is a fascist chic in this country, which is like all of these clothes that are like paramilitary, fascistic iconography. Oh, and, the blonde woman with the long hair and the guns she carries around college? Oh, it, it's it's oh, absolutely. Yeah. It yeah, is, she's yeah. from my state. Exactly. Uh, and so, Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, 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 dude, it's worse than that. She went to Kent State, 
which yeah. literally is famous yeah. for a shooting yeah. that killed a bunch of innocent students. But it's and it's all a, it's all a side effect of things like you know uh, blue lives matter. Uh, it's part of um, any number of these things. You see them with like black and white American flags, people repelling from helicopters. You know all all this collection of assault rifles. Like these people aren't just doing this just necessarily out of you know identity. They are also doing it because they really do believe because the GOP and NRA have told them. that the country is under attack and that they need to remain vigilant. And they really do believe that might makes right. And so there's a lot of stuff happening here, particularly with the Reopen America movement, again, in quotes, that is really playing into that. They're telling people who have been waiting for a big, giant confrontation that the time has come. And, And certainly Trump has been involved in that, too. I mean, he plays around with this constantly. The enemies of the people stuff, it's all New World Order, um, you know, dog whistling. And and, and it's, again, it's got people killed. It's going to get more people killed. Well, the thing is, anybody who can appeal to young male insecurity rage is all set, right? And the reason why I only will say young male is we make a big thing about white males. And that's true in this country, because white Christian, you know, that's the history of this country. That's the majority in this country. But that's where I, when I make the comparison to people, it's how you recruit guys for Al Qaeda in the Middle East. It's the exact People, same thing. Young young men, often of the incel variety, who aren't you know feel who are insecure around women and have psychosexual issues and are angry and are lonely and are poor and are or I mean I'm not trying to say that in a horrible way. I'm just saying those are the ones that are recruited. And if it, and if it's the Indian nationalists, the Hindu nationalists in India, same deal. Yep. Young men. Yep. Just the Hindu variety, and if it's young men who were, you know, Hutus massacring Tutsis, same thing in Rwanda. When that, so, I mean, so one of the things that gets lost in all of this, and this goes back to the the research I was doing in history. So we have like such a warped idea of what fascism is in this country. It feels to us because of our national myths that this is like a phenomenon that took place in 20th century in Europe, and that was it. As if it's not some sort of actual side effect of human civilization that takes place everywhere and is a threat everywhere. And so what actually ends up happening is instead of, you know, Adolf Hitler just mesmerizing an entire nation, what fascism actually was, was about a masculine insecurity during depression era and and political instability. And so what you end up finding is that all of these groups, and there's a reason, you know, why like Mussolini was like this strutting masculine machismo character and Hitler and all of them engaged in these big displays of masculinity and strength. Like it appeals to all of these people who are insecure, particularly in times of economic depression. And I'll tell you right now with the economy cratering, that's the kind of stuff that attracts people because it makes insecure men feel strong and it makes them feel like they're stronger than what they're afraid of. And so like all of these elements come together and and America is a powder keg in that regard. Like we are a perfect country for something like this to happen. And it did happen here in the 1930s and the 1940s. We had such a massive fascistic movement. And the only reason that we got away from that is one, because of Pearl Harbor, but also because FDR's New Deal reimagined what America was. And it put a lot of uh, disgruntled, uh, disillusioned young men to work and made them believe in America again. But you're not going to find that here. I mean, Trump's not going to do that. We're not going to have, you know, the civilian conservation core of the coronavirus, you know, like we're going to have a lot of really angry, pissed off, young, insecure white dudes who like just want to lash out, like to make themselves feel stronger. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And I'm letting John, who has to read an ad, go again. But let me say quickly that you've just made the argument all the more, you know, why it's all the more important, Jared, that we get Donald Trump out of office, that we 
overturn Mitch McConnell's Senate and make it a Democratic Senate because even if we can't do what we did in the 1930s completely, we can do a lot of things if we have a, a Democrats controlling the Senate, the House, and the presidency. Joe Biden has the most progressive platform any Democrats ever run on at this point overall. And, and so it's worth just keeping in mind, folks, that elections matter. And that's also, by the way, in your state and locality. And if you elect more progressive people who are going to do more of this, you will ease at least some of this, perhaps. Okay, guys, we've got to do a quick ad and we'll be right back. We are so excited to welcome a new sponsor to The Stephanie Miller Show, Literati, America's number one subscription book club for kids. Who did I send them to? Your ex. My beautiful ex and her <laughs> newborn. And she wrote to me and said, hi, Scoot. Look what came today. Baby books from Literati. Cutest delivery ever with personal tags in each book showing they belong to Alex. Her, oh, her baby, Alexandra. That's so cool. So cute. Thank you again for sharing this incredible book club with us. Alex says, hi. Look, this book belongs to Alexandra. Mm -hmm. There's their kitty guarding all the books. Um, it is a fantastic thing, especially for parents in quarantine. To get it, go to literati.com. L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I dot com slash Stephanie for 25% off your first two subscriptions. Literati.com slash Stephanie. Curated selection. Only keep your favorites. Send the rest back for free. Every parent I know loves Literati. Go to Literati.com slash Stephanie now for 25% off your first two subscriptions. Literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, everybody. So, Jared, we're talking about sort of the crazies, the gun crazies, the reopen America, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's a I mean, technical term, by the way, folks, gun crazies, gun crazy, blah, blah, blah. It's a it's a whole phrase, Cliff. Oh, <laughs> so, um, but, you know, what what can be done about it? You know, that's 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 the million dollar question. Right. I mean, I, I, I've been thinking about this lately um, because I'm, I'm kind of I don't, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm in the middle of a pandemic and I'm trying to figure some stuff out. And, you know, people keep asking, like, what are some solutions? I, the only way that I can see this working is, is, is three parts. And, and basically, when you look at American history, there are these moments of, of the pendulum swinging back and forth. And there are moments where American people forget that they have power and the government is only sovereign based upon, you know, the contract right. with the people. And then there's other moments where the pendulum will swing back. And those times, oh, and, and by the way, this time right now looks so much like the Gilded Age and the Robber Baron Age. It's, it's really unbelievable. Hmm. I mean, with uh, Bezos getting ready to become the first trillionaire as his employees starve and, you know, fear for their lives. But I, I keep saying, I think it's a three-part process. I think, one, you have to get angry. I, I think that we... Meaning, more, meaning what? Our side has to get angry? You mean the rest yeah, of Yeah, well, just everybody. I mean, quite frankly, one of the things that ends up happening with Donald Trump is there's a continual assault on our sense of, of outrage and decency and normalcy. We, you know, we have to both not be surprised by what he does, but also still be disgusted by it. And I, I think we have to recognize that there has been a great injustice done here in, in a bunch of different ways. And second of all, we have to get educated. We have to understand how this happened because, you know, what ends up filling the, the vacuum when you don't have information is conspiracy theory and misinformation. And that's why they're so strong is because public education and sort of understanding of how all this stuff got constructed has been intentionally obscured and hidden away. So we have to get educated and finally get organized. I think we have to remember that power can go from the bottom up instead of up down, which, of course, is a side effect of Reaganism and everything the Republicans have done. It's, it's a learned helplessness. It's this idea that politics and you know, societal life is a spectacle. It's something to enjoy or to watch or to fear and have no power over. And I think by going through those three stages, I think it's the beginning. But 
it was something like this. We just have to pay attention and see it for what it is. We have to understand that America has a white terrorist problem, where it's come from, how it has happened, and recognize that right now, again, we're in a canary in the coal mine moment. And, and unless we realize that, I, we're powerless. We're just going to let it happen. You know, it's funny. I was just I was just texting with Cliff trying to figure out like what topic to do next. And I changed my mind, Cliff. Let's talk a little bit about the airlines and the mask problem, because we already alluded to it about the, you know, the sort of toxic masculinity. And we're okay. seeing and we're seeing that same thing with this whole debate over masks and how, like you had mentioned, uh, the person getting shot and the it was the, uh, the general dollar general or whichever store it was, the the, 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 the woman wouldn't wear her mask. So her two men came and shot the person, the guard who told her to wear a mask. What we are seeing now with the airlines, CNN reported on in the last couple of days, and the airlines, frankly, are lying about it, American Airlines in particular, the airlines have decided now, and again, think about this at first blush, you might think, yeah, you know, I understand why they don't want to get in the middle of this, but then think of all the other bullshit the airlines require of you and how, you know, if you sneeze out of order, they're going to rip you up. If you're, Hey, Asian man, right? Dragged through the plane on, on his ass. Remember that that scene? I mean, these are not people who are afraid to tell you no. On oh, they airlines, have okay? they have brutalized right? and humiliated American people yes. for years. Yes. yes, if you don't put your tray up, and I'm I'm quite serious here though. If you don't put your tray up for landing, you know there's going to be a cop meeting you outside that gate. If you told her "fuck you," I'm not doing it. There would be a. You're lucky if they don't land the plane immediately, but there will be a cop waiting for you. Well, when it comes to masks, they're fucking lying. So Southwest and United will let you board without a mask, period. You can board Southwest Airlines and United. American Air- I'll, I'll tell you quickly, I'm glad we're talking about this because quite honestly, People I was unaware. And there may be a point in the next couple months where I have to fly somewhere and God, yeah. you know, I will not I, go anywhere near. I, I don't want to fly at all. But I also but, think it's indicative of a larger problem. I mean, first of wait, all, wait, 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 let me, let me, yeah, tell, yeah, you, go let ahead. me tell you which airline is which now and then jump in. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear yeah. a different um, So American, and this, this was all because they, CNN got internal memos from the airlines. What the airlines were saying was we require, it's a requirement. It's mandatory. They've been tweeting. Americans been tweeting all day yesterday to people. It's mandatory. American, it's mandatory to have one on boarding and on the plane. Quote from the from the American memo, they may, quote, stop you from boarding the plane without a mask. May. Doesn't mean they, they will. B, but if you're on the plane and refuse to wear your mask, they're not going to enforce it. Well, then why even have Blue, a policy? Why have the policy? JetBlue was the only one where, well, JetBlue, here's what JetBlue did. JetBlue said, if you refuse to wear a mask, you will not be allowed to board the plane. That's all JetBlue said. So again, we don't know what that means because so American- means you, you wear it to go on and you may be able to take it off. Then you take it off. Now, what the airlines are trying to say is it's not the flight attendant's role to enforce things. Things could get out of control. And I wanted to bring this up because it was a nice segue, but also it reminded me of Jared's expertise, which is- and shutting down the Michigan legislature because of guns. If it's as if if a bunch of us got together and said, fuck you, we want to smoke on planes or we're going to cause a riot that the airlines would go, OK, smoke on planes. I want to use my cell phone when I'm taking off. I want my tray down the whole time. Fuck you. Then I guess I mean, they would have a cop waiting for you if you used your cell phone on landing and they and literally she told you no put it away and you, you said remember, Fuck you. I, I have to say this because it's just too perfect oh it pisses me off 
To hear the rest of this episode, become a premium subscriber to the Unprecedented Podcast by going to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast. And with a $5 a month or more subscription, you not only support the show, but you get access to this episode and all of our premium episodes, including all of our great guests. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your support.